everybody. Welcome back in. It's episode three of the Cord Buddy podcast. I'm David Summers here with the inventor of Cord Buddy, Travis Perry. Travis, good morning and Merry Christmas. Good morning, Dave. And back at you, brother. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, sir. So are you ready for the holidays? Is anybody ready for the holidays? How do you prepare Ooh, for that? You know, I love this time of the year. When the first smell of peanut dust <laughs> right, starts... Right. That is my favorite time of the year. From that moment that I smell peanuts in the air Mm -hmm. through New Year's is hands down my favorite time. And, you know, because of my business, Cord Buddy, our biggest time of the year financially for us is fourth quarter. Historically, we do 80% of our annual income in fourth quarter. Building up for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we make our money, you know, it it ain't as bad, quite as bad as the Christmas tree business, which Mm -hmm. does typically 99.9% of their business in fourth quarter. But we do 80% historically. So for that reason, too, (laughs) I love the Christmas season. The fall and moving into the winter and Christmas, I think, is my favorite time of year as well. This year, unusually, it has not seemed like fall because of the weather and the pandemic and no peanut festival and so many other things that have changed i agree it does not feel as christmasy right this year as in the past in fact my wife said that a couple of days ago she says you know christmas is next week i know and it's almost like it snuck up on us i said yeah it's just and i'm sure it just because it's 2020 and where we're at it's different for so many people but the one thing we've talked about around home is it's not as much about the tree It's about the feeling, and hopefully that's how it is for everybody, because Christmas really is a feeling. Okay, listen, on the last episode, when we left, you were walking in, the entrance music plays, and you are walking into the studios of Shark Tank. Yep. So let's pick up there, and because I kind of went in circles, and we talked about a lot of things leading Mm -hmm. up to that point, but this had to be a pretty intense moment for you. Were you nervous when you were the doors open and there they sit? There sit the investors. Yeah, not so much nervous as anxious. Now, for a couple of hours before, when you're in the so-called green room, which really isn't a room, it's a it's a room with drapes like a shower curtain rod, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, it, mm-hmm. And you're in there waiting on the person that's ahead of you to get done. Well, it took him about two hours. So, and it may be ten minutes, it may be two hours. You don't know. So you're just waiting. He was the guy that actually aired after me, but he was shot before me, filmed before me. He was the guy with the money, with the cologne that smelled like money. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so he made a mess. I mean, he had these girls walking in, throwing this confetti. I I mean, (laughs) running a rabbit hole just a second. I didn't know this. You can buy a million dollars of shredded money, you know, because the government shreds money. Right. Well, you can contact the Federal Reserve and buy that. Wow. A lot of businesses do that and pack their product in it. Use it as packing material? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they, they burn it. Well, you can call them and they'll sell you some. Now, it's not much, and I've yeah. never done it, but I talked to him. I said, well, where do you get this from? He said, oh, you buy it from the Federal Reserve. And so you can buy different nominations. You can buy 20s, 5s, 10s, 100s. So he bought hundreds, so he knew how many ounces it took of hundreds to make a million dollars of shred. Yeah. See? Yeah. And so anyway, I thought, <laughs> I, I thought y'all might enjoy hearing that. So. If you want to buy some shredded $100 bills, yeah. contact the Federal Reserve. You can There's buy a little-known fact. But in yeah. the meantime, so they had a pretty good mess to clean up, a confetti yeah. mess to clean mm-hmm. up before you came on. Oh, yeah. And then they give you about a five minutes. Hey, you're five minutes out. 
And so, boy, you're getting ready. You know, you're going over the last pitch in your head. You got your eyes shut. You're, you know, ready to calm down, saying your prayers, all that good stuff. <laughs> and then they said, it's time. So you walk out, and you walk with the doors that you see swing open. Right. You walk, and you stand there. And then the music starts playing, and the doors open. So you hear the music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And the doors open. What you don't see on TV is a guy with a camera about four feet in front of you running backwards. Yes. You know. Yeah. So then you walk down the hall, and you walk out on the carpet, and you have a little X you know, where you, that you hit, and then you walk out there, and you stand there and stare at each judge for five seconds. Look down the line at each of the judges. Yeah. So they can get these camera shots of you. Right. And then they say, all right, it's time to go. And so you start with your pitch, then your elevator pitch, whatever you want to call it. Are you the first one to speak? Does one of them say, hey, who are you? Or you actually begin with, hello, my name is Travis Perry. Mm -hmm. I'm from Dothan, Alabama. You have to break the ice. Right. Oh, yeah. They're just staring at you. Because when you're doing the five seconds of looking at each one, (laughs) nobody said anything. You're just, it's just like me looking at you for five blank seconds. Was it a little bit intimidating? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you look at someone for five seconds and don't say anything, they're just looking at you. It's it's not normal. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little odd just to do that anyway. But that's a part of the TV production. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They just want to get those blank stares of them looking at you and you looking at them, you know. Yeah. Because most of the time, there's going to be talking going on. And then they say, go. All right. Well, and I don't know if it's still that way or not, but there, there's a light that's 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And they can see and I can see. You're only guaranteed 90 seconds before they can stop you and start asking questions. The initial pitch. That's right. The initial. So you really got to have what you're going to say. In 90 seconds. Laid out in your mind. And it's not so much for the judges, the investors, the 90 seconds. It's for the people watching at home. And that's what they tell you. You're going to have time to explain to the judges. Right. But you want the people at home to know what your product is, to know how to Google it. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't give the website. I couldn't say, hey, I'm here and I'm talking about cordbuddy.com. You right, know, but you right. can give the name of the product so they can start Googling it. Because they said you'll never have another opportunity in your life, probably, to be in front of 8 million people to yeah. pitch your product, yeah. you know, for free anyway. Yeah. So the light that they have and you have, and when they say go, I started. You know, I'm Travis Perry from Dothan, Alabama, blah, blah, blah. My passion is teaching music, you know, and all of that. And I go over my product, and then when the light goes on, then they stop you and start asking questions. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's take a break here, and we'll come back and find out what it was like after that and see if your nerves calm down a little bit. That's coming up next. Our Chord Buddy podcast, Episode 3, continues right here. Stay with us. Now you can play guitar literally in a matter of minutes. It's Chord Buddy the amazing guitar implement that will have you playing guitar right away. Remember that guitar that you got for Christmas that you keep under the bed or in the closet because you just couldn't learn to play? Pull it out, dust it off, and get started. Or if you don't own a guitar, go to ChordBuddy.com. You'll be playing in a matter of minutes. You've always wanted to play guitar. Now's the time with ChordBuddy. Find out more at ChordBuddy.com. Welcome back to the Chord Buddy Podcast. This is episode three. David Summers here with the inventor of Chord Buddy, Travis Perry. Okay, so you've walked through the doors, the music has played, and the lights have changed. You've done your initial 90-second pitch or appeal, and now it's their turn to talk. What was that like? Okay, and I may have alluded to this some last time. 
I knew first P.I. the dish, I had to convince Kevin O'Leary because he's the only musician on the panel. I had to convince him that this was a real product. It wasn't a gimmick. Right. So, and I didn't want to just, I seriously went through, Dave, hundreds of scenarios of how to bait him. In your mind? Yeah, in my mind. Right. Over the two months that, that I'm preparing of how to bait him into asking me a certain question. And so I picked up the chord buddy and I demonstrated that it made G, it made C, and I played a song and I did some strumming patterns. And But I didn't ever want to go into the teaching part of it. Mm-hmm. I purposely didn't. I wanted to make it look like that it was just a cheater, a gimmick. Right. And so Kevin was the first one really to say thing. And he said, well, he says, yeah, it makes chords, but he says, you're just pressing buttons. That don't teach you to play. You know, which was exactly what I wanted him to say. That's what I was about to say. What was it that you wanted him to say? (laughs) I wanted him to call it a cheater. I wanted him to think that there was no path from using it to not using it. Right. I wanted him to think that. And And I wanted him to try to kill it. Right. And as you talked about on the first episode, you can take one of the buttons off when you're ready. Mm -hmm. You can eventually remove the cord buddy altogether. That's the whole Right. That, that's the whole idea. We can take off one button, two buttons. Mm-hmm. And so you're beginning to play on your own. That's the whole idea. It, you know, I say it's like training wheels for the guitar. I mean, we all as parents start our kids off with training wheels. Well, we don't want them to be using training wheels six months from now. Right. But we, they just use it to get confidence so they can, one, immediately ride their bicycle that they mm-hmm. got and start gaining some balance and confidence and having fun. Same thing with chord And I want to go back just for a second because you taught guitar. Mm -hmm. And one of the complaints, and we've talked about this before, one of the things was it hurts my fingers. Mm -hmm. Or I've tried and I've tried and it's just painful on my fingers. And so they lose hope, they lose faith, and they eventually put the guitar in the closet. 70%. Right. Statistically, that's that's a big number, too. It's huge. It's amazing. But to be honest, not unsurprising because as a music teacher for over 40 years, I've right. seen it. Yeah. So you've got this set up so that they really can eventually learn to play on their own. Oh, yeah. 100%. Wouldn't have done it if that wasn't the end result. Right. I would not have spent hours, hundreds of thousands of dollars in developing something that there wasn't a way to go from using it to in a couple, three months or whatever time frame. I've had kids do it in two weeks. Yeah. I've had people that take two years. Doesn't matter. It's not a race. Yeah. And the goal is that one day you are playing on your own without it, if that's what you choose. Right. And as you said, you had about two months, evidently, to gear yourself up and get ready and do research on your own to appear on Shark Tank. So you had time to research Kevin O'Leary and all the sharks, actually. You had discovered that Kevin was the musician in the group. Yeah. Well, and I knew that from watching the show. There's been a couple of different guitar products on there, and he always... The first one was the folding neck guitar. Yeah, I remember that. That was in season one. And so Kevin didn't believe that you could fold the neck and take it out and lock it in place, and it would still be in tune. That will not happen. And so he took it out, locked it in place, and it was still in tune. So from that episode, you were like, this guy knows his stuff about yeah, guitars. This, guy, yeah. this guy's a pretty good player. So yeah. I know I got to convince him. In demonstrating it, I wanted to show everything it did except for the teaching aspect. I did not want to show that. I wanted him to say, hey, that don't teach you anything. That's just a cheater. And thank God he said that because I said, you're right, Kevin. It would be unless it did this. And then I 
pull the D out and make the D chord with my own fingers. And I said, now you start learning each chord on your own. And when you're comfortable with that chord, you pull the next one out. And he just... I was going to say, remind me of his reaction. Oh, he, he, he was floored. And all the sharks turn at one time and look at him. Yeah. And I think Mark Cuban says, is that right? And he said, yes. Well, no, no, no. I said, what you've just seen me do would take about two months to learn. This is before I pulled them out. Yeah. And Mark Cuban said, uh, is that right? And he said, oh, yeah. yeah Everybody that, was right. kind of gauging on Kevin's reaction. Oh, yeah. I had to get the stamp of approval from Kevin or this was not going to move From Mr. Forward. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baltimore, as they like to call him sometimes, too. But, yeah, I had to get his stamp of approval or this thing wasn't going to take flight. I, I knew it was going to be horrible. But anyway, so I got his approval. Then he says, yep. He said, now, he said, I get it, you know. And he right. liked it. Then then he wanted in. Right. You know? And then everybody wanted in except Mark. Mark actually wanted in, but he didn't like the way I answered a question. And then I went back and later clarified it. But he said, well, he said, listen, I can tell you're leaning toward Robert. And, and he said, I'm just going to stay out. Can you remember what the question was? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay, so I have partners. I had partners going into Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. Although I own 80% of the business, I still have partners that own 20%. So he asked me if owning more of the company, 80%, that my vote was weighted, meaning that because I owned 80%, my vote counted more than someone that owned 5%. Right. I told him it did. I misunderstood what he was asking me. Yeah. And he said, oh, okay, well, if that's the situation and I would only own 10%, if my vote doesn't count as much as your vote, I'm out. You're not going to get any investors if I own 80% of the company and my vote counts 80% more than your vote. Right. No one's going to invest with you. You, with 5%, don't mean anything. Right. To the company. So although I own 80% of the company, my vote counts no more than the person that owns 2%. Right. Their vote counts just as much as mine does. Ultimately, Robert Hershevik was the one. Is he the only one who invested? He's the only one that I did a deal with. Now, everybody made an offer. But okay. I didn't want, you know, you'll see some of them do partners with different. Right. Yeah. I had already been advised Mm -hmm. That looks good on paper, but it's not good. When they all try to come in together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that looks good. They say, you know, you'll get three sharks for the price of one. I'd already been told, don't do that because 90% of the time, that never happens. It yeah. airs, but it doesn't right. happen. Right. It falls apart in due diligence. When I'm going back out or blah, blah, blah. And all I wanted was Robert. Uh, now, Lori Grenier wasn't on the show then. Barbara was on it. But Lori mm. called me after it aired and had called Robert to make sure that it was okay to, to make me this offer. She wanted a QVC deal with me. Well, how do you say no to that? Well, you don't. <laughs> you don't. And I had a deal on QVC for three years. Oh, interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. so maybe that's something I've forgotten. Yeah. Well, I mean, it never was on TV that I was on. I mean, it wasn't part of the Shark Tank. That was a deal outside of Shark Tank. But did you appear on QVC? Oh, yeah, yeah, for three years. Wow. Yeah, three times a year. Interesting. Yep, twice during fourth quarter and then one outside fourth quarter. Okay. So mm -hmm. was that really good to you? In the beginning, it, it's a lot of gross income. Hmm. Your margin is pretty small. QVC makes the majority of it. But it's sort of like an advertisement. You know, not everybody that sees it's not going to buy it then, but it's still yeah. in the back of their head. 
So, so yeah, yeah, we did several million dollars in, in revenue. Uh, well, I was going to say, was that a kickstart for the company? Well, no, the kickstart was, was when Shark Tank aired. That right, was a right. huge kickstart. Then because I, immediately people go to courtbuddy.com. Oh, we had 40,000 people within seconds on our website. Wow. So much that it crashed. I was sitting there and watching it in real time. There was two people on it. Right. Yes. In real time when it aired. Yeah. When Were it, you at home? Uh-huh. Okay. I was in home sitting in my recliner watching it. Were you like, honey, honey, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have watch parties. I thought about doing that, but I had a horror that just something was going to go wrong or it wasn't going to air. Because they tell you, they said, there's no guarantee you're going to air right up until the time that it's supposed to air. It can be pulled. They actually have backups ready. Yeah. If something happens and they have to pull your episode, they got another one ready to put in. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. This is really fascinating, and there's so many different aspects. Let's take a break. We're going to continue this story. Do you mind doing a song for us? I don't mind at all. All right. Let's do that. Travis is going to do a little picking and grinning right here next. The Chord Buddy Podcast, Episode 3, will continue next. Now you can play guitar literally in a matter of minutes. It's Chord Buddy, the amazing guitar implement that will have you playing guitar right away. Remember that guitar that you got for Christmas that you keep under the bed or in the closet because you just couldn't learn to play? Pull it out, dust it off, and get started. Or if you don't own a guitar, go to ChordBuddy.com. You'll be playing in a matter of minutes. You've always wanted to play guitar. Now's the time with ChordBuddy. Find out more at ChordBuddy.com. Welcome back. Episode 3 of the Chord Buddy Podcast. David Summers here with Travis Perry, the inventor of Chord Buddy. This intriguing story. This is so much fun, and it's kind of building to a fever pitch. All right, we're going to continue this story on the next episode. But first, Travis is going to do a little picking and grinning right here as we head into the holiday. Yes, I am, Dave. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's Christmas. I tell you, as, as we said last week, I've never seen anybody be able to say Merry Christmas and not smile. Right, exactly. There's no way. Right. And uh, so every day, I call it the 12 days of Christmas here at Chord Buddy, I come in and I sing a song as I enter the, the front doors of Chord Buddy. Wait, you wake the kids up singing. I wake the kids up. And when up, you walk into work. I pick a song for the 12 days leading up to Christmas and I sing right. to my staff. To right. my assembly workers, my shippers, anybody that that listen to me, right. and not and not run for cover, and uh, so today was Frosty the Snowman. Oh, Yesterday nice. was it's beginning to feel a lot or look a lot like Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that was yesterday's song, and one of them requested Frosty this morning. So that's what I did for them, and so that's what I'm going to do for you. Awesome. Let's hear it. Well, Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal Frosty the Snowman, what a fairy tale they say It was made of snow, but the children know how he came to life one day There must have been some magic in that old sick out he found. When he placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Well, Frosty the Snowman was as live as he could be, and the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me. 
Nice, Travis. Very nice. All right, that's so much fun to see you do that. And and with Chord Buddy actually using the implement on the guitar. That's right. Makes it so that's much right. easier. Okay, of course, you can find all the Chord Buddy information you would ever need to know at ChordBuddy.com. If you want to buy Chord Buddy, where can you buy it? Oh, www.ChordBuddy.com. Remember, it's C-H-O-R-D, Buddy.com. Also, Please go to our Facebook page, which is the T H E Chord Buddy, and then our Facebook group, where we have almost two thousand members now that put content on every day. They ask questions of each other. They ask questions of me. Very involved group, and it's called Striking a Chord. Striking a Chord. You have a lot of members there, as you said. So you, you're able to keep up with them and try to answer all the questions. I do. I do. Most of my work these days at Chord Buddy is working, staying in touch with our customers you're the pr guy too yeah i'm the face the front guy i'm the you got symbols between his knees over here when he's picking it in right yeah it's a one-man band yeah yeah yeah. i mean no i can't take the credit for the running of the company we have so many talented people jake mark jacobs known literally all my life went to high school together played in the band together for years he's plant supervisor joanne blackshear the office manager my daughter works here brady the one that i invented chord buddy for she she, she works with us Obviously, this is the last episode before Christmas, so, I mean, this is a great time to do exactly what you do, and that's thank all the folks that, that, that work with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm so thankful, so, so thankful to have these great people and our assembly workers. I tell you, the attitude here is so good at Cord Buddy. It's a, this is how good it is. A lady that, you know, with COVID, we get a lot of deliveries, as food deliveries, you know. Mm-hmm. What are they called? Uber Eats and, oh yeah, you know, all the deliveries. Right. I can't think. This lady lives in Daleville, which is a pretty good haul from here. You know, was delivering and worked in Dothan as a delivery driver. She called me up and she says, are you Travis? I said, yes. She said, he said, I want a job there. And I said, okay. She said, I'm a food delivery driver and I deliver there two or three times a week. And y'all's atmosphere when I enter the door is so good. And I want to work there. That's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. It floored me. Yeah. yeah. Morale, just the whole uh, the whole atmosphere, the ambiance of this place. Hey, Travis, thank you again. Merry Christmas. The story is so intriguing. And right after the first of the year, we'll come back with episode four. Great. Y'all be safe. Love each other. I won't see you before New Year's, so please have a good New Year's and be safe. It's the Cord Buddy Podcast. Everybody pray for our country. And Travis, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Listen next time for the Cord Buddy Podcast with Travis Berry. The Cord Buddy Podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find out more at CordBuddy.com or Facebook or Instagram at The Cord Buddy. 